and um, to just bring us all to speed i'm just going to do a very short recap with the help of everyone who were around in church and on sunday as well as the other sundays before now where the senior pastor led us uh, to a word in season titled instead of and on wednesday last week he also broke it down and made it easier for us as he began to teach us as it relates to our everyday life and that's where we got the word the instead experience because he revealed it to us that god is going to give us an experience uh, what he calls the instead experience that instead of mourning that the lord god will give us a share a double portion uh, of honor and so it shall be in the name of jesus and on sunday by the message of the lord we began to look at it a bit deeper and it was so much of a teaching so that we can understand holistically what god is speaking in this season especially for those of us or some of us who may feel and think that we are behind time based on what god is about to do or what we are believing god to do in our life but on sunday we are able to see that even when we think that we are behind time that god is able because he's not bounded by time to bring us up to speed based on his own word and we pray that we'll experience such a limitless uh, share of god's blessing in the name of jesus and so on sunday we we, we went into a teaching. Can somebody remind us of the topic of uh, Sunday's message? Does anybody know? The what? Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. And there is something else we said uh, about that. This is just going to be a very short recap. That's why I said I'll do a recap with the help of every other person so that we just know that we are up to speed of what God wants to do. I would have loved somebody to personally share what he or she thinks or got from that message. Do we have such a person that you just want to give us a recap in your own word? Because it's very important. One of the things that is disappointing to us as preachers is when you share a word and somebody don't go back to see or to meditate on what you have shared. It is important you do so just for your own spiritual uplifting as well. Like the scripture talks about a certain set of Christians who will go back to check, um, not really to check. Let's not think it was just checking. It was just more of going back to, you know, eat again what was shared. So we want to encourage as many as possible to always go back if it has to do with listening to it again is also permitted. Do we have hands? I saw two hands. Did you raise your hands, sir? So I have one hand here. Does any other person have he or his or her hand up? Okay, praise the Lord. We have two people as well. Do we have any other person? Praise the Lord. All right, let's start with the first two. Uh, hopefully, if we do have any other person, we'll also accept that. Let's listen to Sister Dora. She gives us her own insight or recap to what the Sunday's message was all about. But before she speaks, as it is our custom, let's celebrate and appreciate her so that we'll give her courage to speak. Praise the Lord. All right, Sister Dora. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, before I start, I would like to say thank you, Pastor Etefia. The message was very enlightening, and it's, it was wow. There's no other adjective I can use. Okay, for me, for my notes, um, you said the proclamation of the acceptable year of the Lord, that's the year of God's favor, was God's way of expressing his grace and favor to his people. 
And then from our understanding of that message, you said in this year, the lawful captives are released, and then every land or property that maybe people forfeited as a result of death could be reclaimed, and the nation could enjoy um, God's favor, the rest of God. And that you said um, this year is usually proclaimed at the end of seven circles. That means after the 49th year, um, except in cases when Prophet Isaiah um, prophesied, and you said it's called the year of Jubilee, that is 50 years. Okay, so it said um, from the message for me is we don't need to wait for that 50 years to actually um, get our favor from God because usually the people wait for those periods and you explain that. For example, if someone is like maybe 30 years, right, and then maybe he has a lot of debt and he cannot pay as a result, maybe he has to give out his daughter or someone, and then you have to wait for 50, that he might not even be alive to actually um, gain the lesson that comes from waiting for that 50 years. But that from the um, scripture, you said um, the acceptable year of the Lord, when we read, uh, sorry, Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, and that you said he would exchange our ashes for beauty, mourning for the oil of joy, and spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. And in this season, um, senior pastor studied the instead of experience. And then it's also our year to be divinely settled by God. So if we tap into that message, that it's our acceptable year of the Lord, we don't need to wait that long. And that's what I picked from the message. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Sister Dora very well. Amen. Um, I just, as she was speaking, I just feel I should leave so that she can just continue from there. Praise the Lord. That very much um, captures a good part of what we spoke about. Um, let's please appreciate Minister Palab as he adds his own words to this. Please help me appreciate him as well. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I also want to build on that. I felt I was enlightened. And to my surprise, when I got home by, by evening, that same evening, there's this bookseller, I went to him because he was, I needed to buy some books for Monday. He sells music, uh, music books and all that. And I didn't think of him as someone who knows him because he sells some old books and all that. So, and sometimes uh, he looks as if he doesn't really, but he now, we are saying something, he now said, uh, but these people don't even do Jubilee. And yet they they make things very high and things like that. So, so what is Jubilee? I, I didn't know that. Even the man understood what Jubilee was. And we just talk about Jubilee in church. So what I learned was that uh, it was a tradition that every 50 years, the, the captives will be set free and there will be those who are owing or who took in placement of uh, debts who return and all that. But the point that really captured me was that when, when Isaiah was saying these things, it didn't look like it because uh, you gave a scenario that it's possible when Isaiah said it. Because what makes, a, what makes a, a prophecy is something that is declared when uh, Elijah said there will be rain, even when it seemed there's not going to be rain. When, uh, when Isaiah was saying that, there wasn't any sign that. There wasn't, it wasn't really, you know, but he was saying it ahead of time. And you also mentioned that in, in Matthew, where 
we got to know that Jesus was the fulfillment of the thing, and we need, needed not to, we didn't need to wait for a long time that the acceptable, acceptable year of the Lord is now, is here, is every time you believe. And someone added, Pastor Steve added at the end of the service, he said, your acceptable uh, year is, or time, is as soon as you believe it. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Mr. Palab as well. Amen. I think one summary that also resonates was Pastor Steve's um, summary. Uh, you know, you've heard of this uh, slogan, every day is not Christmas. Have we heard that? Uh, but in Christ, every day can truly be God, the year, the moment of God's favor. Praise the name of the Lord. Please help me celebrate both Minister Palab and Sister Dora for such a a recap that they had. Praise the Lord. But just for the sake of everyone, let's also do a general recap before we now delve in into how this can apply to us because it's very important to, for us to understand that for every word that is spoken, we need to have a personal experience. But let me first ask, does, when we speak about the 50 year wait, um, in our time right now, it may not necessarily be a 50 year wait. It may be something you applied for and they told you, sorry, it's late, or maybe you have to wait for next session. You know, those things that requires you to wait. Maybe it's, um, it's a doctor's appointment that you know you really have to have that doctor's appointment just to have a health check, but they're telling you, oh, you can't have it until two weeks' time, until three weeks' time, but you know for some reason if you wait, it may cause you pain or it may even cause you more money. Do we have such an experience? You may have your own 50 years wait that, that defines something else apart from what I may be going through. So what we are saying is the, what seems to be an impossible thing to happen now because God is speaking in a season by the Spirit through the set man, uh, declaring to us as Grace Assembly, we will need to come to that reality that God can make things work even when it's not supposed to be the right time. Does that sum it up? So when we speak about 50 years, you may just have given up. You may just have accepted your fate. Okay, they tell me to come back next year. They've told me to reapply again. Oh, we... we, we we sent in the application, and then before we knew it, it was closed. But God has a way of opening doors, praise the Lord. I had a colleague who, who missed a, a huge opportunity for a new job because she didn't check her email on time. You understand? She had an invitation for another job somewhere, a job she'd been waiting for for a long time. And just because she did not check her email, during that period, she was ill. She had a domestic accident and could not come to work for almost two weeks. And so during that time, it was a travail period for her. Remember, the Bible says, instead of your mourning, he will give us what? A garment of praise. And another scripture defines it as a, as a, a spirit of rejoicing. So it may not just be a physical garment, but there's a spirit that will envelop you, that will take over whatever you are supposed to be mourning over. And so she... She, she felt so bad at some point because she missed it. So you see, uh, as far as she was concerned, that door was already shut. 
So that may be an experience somebody may be having that you think a door is already shut. And seemingly so, the door is actually really shut away from you. But when God gives a word in seasons like this, means we need to understand that it is beyond what we are seeing now. And to the glory of the Lord, this same person that thought she lost an opportunity, at the end of the day, got another opportunity that was even better than the opportunity she thought she missed. Such an encounter is what we want to key into as Christians, as members of Grace Assembly, knowing that God can release his blessing in an acceptable time for him. Remember, all things work at us for good in his own words, in his own time. And that is what the whole essence of this message captures, telling us that whatever we may be going through now, that God still has that power to give us the second chance. Remember, one of the things we said was um, the acceptable year of the Lord is a time of what? A second chance or a what? Remember, a fresh start. So that opportunity for a fresh start is what we believe and we know that truly that God can give us and that shall be our reality in Jesus' name. And whilst we were teaching that, we said as well that the acceptable year of the Lord, uh, there, there are other two words that qualifies that. Do we remember that? One is what? The year of Jubilee and what? the year of the Lord's favor. So you see, when we speak of, just like um, Minister Palab said, she went, he went somewhere and he heard the word jubilee. It may not really make or define or it may not really make sense to other people, but with this depth knowledge that the spirits of God have revealed to us, it gives us a new revelation of what God can really do to us. That the word jubilee can represent something different in our lives. That the word the Lord's favor can represent something different in our life that the acceptable year of the Lord can represent something different in our lives. They are not just words that are just used. They are words that really mean something and we just need to tap into that. As we do so, the Lord will continue to reveal himself to us in the name of Jesus. And the, 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 the key part was when we got to understand that the children of Israel have been waiting for a long time. Just as you and I can be waiting for our miracle to come. I need us to open quickly so that I show, let's just make it practical and see how we can tap into this favor time that God has revealed. It's not just the, the people of Israel. We are the examples. Remember the scripture that we read that said that these words were spoken so that we will be beneficiaries, uh, beneficiaries of it. So let's quickly look at Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Act chapter 10 and in verse 38. Remember the, 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 the Luke version where Jesus spoke about the same passage in Isaiah where Jesus got to the temple and he opened the scroll on the Sabbath day. The Bible says, and he prophesied saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Therein we knew that that was the exact word that was meant for Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us, which is no more news, that Jesus went about doing good, releasing the oppressed, giving freedom to people, people that never expected miracles, by the reason of their presence and the coming Christ began to receive their miracles. 
The same thing with you and I. We, we had no hope of our sins. But by the reason of his coming, we had new hope for our sins. And even the encounter on the cross wasn't just for the cross. It became healing to us. It became deliverance and everything in between. And Apostle Paul, speaking about the same thing, said in Acts 10 verse 38, he said, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And when we speak about favor, we need to also understand that even the giver of favor in this time, Jesus himself, gave an example of how important it is to walk in the world. Bible says, the scripture tells us that the same Jesus grew in wisdom, remember that scripture, and in what? And in favor before God and before what? Before men. So, you will know truly in life, which we're going to see this evening, that it is absolutely impossible for you to walk in this life or be successful without an iota of favor that comes your way. Whether like, you will be successful without favor, there is, it is absolutely not possible. Because by the works of our hands, we cannot do all. That it is also possible for you to understand that it will get to a point that you will do all that is humanly possible, but you will never receive the results that commensurate to what you have put in until favor locates you. Until people just have mercy on you and open door that your own strength or own could have done it. So it is important for us to know that in this season where God is speaking about favor, we actually really need it. And this evening, we're going to see how we can key in personally as Christians into what God wants us to do. From maybe year one to the end, and you don't have a, a reason to have favor. You may have difficulties uh, being, being able to understand some things, but God can favor you one way or the other. And this evening, we are here to learn that favor doesn't just come from heaven. Sometimes the senior pastor taught us about the responsibility of grace. The very fact that God has released his grace doesn't mean that as Christians we do not have um, uh, responsibilities to be able to tap that grace. And this evening, it may just be one way for us to see that we also have responsibility to well position ourselves to receiving the favor of the Lord. And God will teach us that in the name of Jesus. I say God will teach us in the name of Jesus. Now, if you also remember, I would love us to go to uh, John chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. We may not read, but I want you to remember the story of a man who sat at the pool. Remember that story? That he was waiting for, uh, the Bible says, a time will come that the angel of the Lord will come and trouble the waters. Remember that story. What was he waiting for, for his miracle to be fulfilled? What did he need to do? Can somebody remember? He just needed to enter the water. But he needed someone to push him. Was that correct? When Jesus met him, he said, look, I am waiting for someone to do what? Just to push me. Other people have people that are pushing them. But I myself, since I came, I don't have, even my, my, my family members have abandoned me. All I need is someone to what? To push me. Was he still expectant that somebody will help him one day? He was still expectant. If he wasn't, he wouldn't have been at that pool. The same thing with you and I. We are, we are only hopeful. But we know that we do not have someone to help us like other people have been helped. You don't have someone to help your children. You are alone. 
You don't have someone to help you in your business where alone. But the Bible says, and he kept waiting until the Bible tells us in verse 2, after this, there was a great feast and Jesus went to Jerusalem and now there in Jerusalem by the ship gates, a pool which was called in Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porches. Let's not just go for that, but we knew that when Jesus met this man, he told Jesus, I have no one except favor comes to me now. I cannot have this healing. I have waited and waited. Perhaps he was waiting for the 50 years to come because, of course, they had not had this revelation like we had. Maybe on the 50th years, on the day of Jubilee, that man would have been healed. But he waited and waited until Jesus came and have mercy on him. Until Jesus came and had mercy on him. So that may just be our story. We are waiting and waiting until someone will have to come before we can have that favor that will unlock doors for us. I have seen people submit CV, and I have seen people, the same CV, the moment they collected it, they put it under the, under the last file. Have you not seen it before? Yet I have seen people who did not even submit, and people were asking for the CV. Let me just give you a case in point, how some people can just be favored. Let me just give you a case in point, and this happened just today. You can have a personality that attracts favor. And it doesn't just attract. There must be something you will know and you will learn this evening that people don't just get favored. People position themselves to be favored. It is not right every time to say, well, he's a very lucky person. Anywhere he goes to, they just favor him. You must know that there are some things that people do to rightfully position themselves to be favored. Sometimes you think what you say, the way you speak, doesn't attract favor. It actually does. We may just have to learn it because if God is saying, I will favor you, and you are still speaking anyhow, there is no favor that will come upon you. If you speak anyhow, there may be no favor. In fact, you may shut the doors of favor on yourself. We are not saying sincerely that there are people that who just show up and people just like them. There are such people. But there are also, we must understand that if you can't show up, maybe I'm the ugly part. Anytime I show up, people don't like me. At least let me find something in me that people will at least like. Is that correct? And this evening, we'll learn that in the name of Jesus. Let me just give you an experience of what happened today. We were seated in the office, and we have a procurement office, right? And in the procurement office, one of them, one of the, one of, they are just about a, a, quite a number, and then people have been complaining about one person in that department. Everybody complaining and complaining, and it so happened that all of a sudden, they discovered the, the person is actually pregnant now, and will soon be going on vacation, okay? And then... They are already looking for who will replace this person when she leaves, at least so that um, the work will continue, right? And so it just so happened today, we were just seated, and then a lady came who came for something else, and then he got talking with someone else. And then she said she's tired in her department. In fact, her department is not what she signed up for. In fact, she went, she has, she has studied in life, and from where she was coming from, she was a procurement person. She has degrees in procurement, certificates in procurement. But the department she found herself, in fact, she feels like resigning. In fact, by next week, she doesn't want to come to work again. She just wants to go back and just be thinking of her life because what she's doing now, she doesn't enjoy it at all. You could see the grief in her. You could hear the grief in her. And we're seated, we're hearing her conversation. And the person she was speaking to was probably saying, well, just be patient. You know, doors may open. You may get another job that becomes what you like. And there on and there on and there on. It was just a passive speech. 
And then she stayed. What she, what she came for, she had to wait a little bit longer. And then somebody else engaged her. You could see that people just loved talking to her because of the way she carried herself. And it so happened that just a few moments later, I had a discussion with one of the, the procurement person, and then we were talking about three of us, and the procurement person was saying, in fact, if I can see somebody now, I will just take the person right now and right now. Can you see how God's favor opened doors? Did she come to look for a job? Did she come to look for a procurement position? So you could see if she had come with a very bad attitude. Just before then, we've had somebody that came with a bad attitude and everywhere went quiet. Now tell me now, if she's not a likable person, will you speak good of her or not? And immediately that she had that, somebody else went and said, I heard somebody that was just speaking about wanting to be in the procurement office. If you want it, the person is right there and right there. And the procurement officer said, where is she? Gave her the number, gave her an email, and I can tell you, I'm sure before now and when, before Jesus comes, she will shall get the job. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, can we see how we can position ourselves for the Lord's favor? It is acceptable year of the Lord, but what are you actually doing to position yourself for that favor? I don't like my job. I don't like my job. You don't, okay, what do you want to do? I don't know. I just, just don't know what to do. Do you have a certification in this? I don't have. Do you have a degree in this? I don't have. I just want God to favor me because it is the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, this evening, let's just look at, we're going to see the responsibilities we can do or play to position ourselves and really attract the Lord's favor. And I'm sure that God will open heavens for someone in the name of Jesus. If that's your reality, shout it louder, amen. amen. Now, let's look at this. We're going to look at what we can do to truly position ourselves to be favored. And I'm, excuse me, I'm going to give us three points and then we'll just throw it open. I'm going to let, let out the first point and then let's see whether we also have contributions in this regard. Like we now said, we have a responsibility as well. Whether you're a student, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a family person, there is a responsibility to be played to be favored by the Lord. Number one, we're going to look at this. The very first one, number one is we must Number one is this. Number one, we must position ourselves to be favored. Number one, we must do what? Position ourselves to be favored. You can write that down. Now, let's look at the accounts. But before we do that, can, can we just name some Bible characters that received favor in the scriptures? Any Bible characters that received favor in scripture? And we have a, a couple of them we want to discuss, which we're going to try to mirror to our own lives. Can we name Bible characters that were favored in scripture? Let me see some hands. You can just name them without the mic. Anybody? Esther, Esther number one, Esther. Pastor Kola said Esther. Number two, number two, somebody also mentioned Daniel. Another person who mentioned Joseph, yeah? Who's Joseph, right? Good. Any other person? Who is saying Ruth? Okay, Ruth, all right. Number, any other person? Abigail. Somebody mentioned Abigail. Let's take one more. And David, praise the Lord. Let's please clap for all those people who have mentioned these Bible characters. Praise the Lord. Now, who mentioned Ruth here? Who mentioned Ruth? 
Just in two minutes, can you just tell us how the Bible character that you mentioned, how that Bible character was favored? We're going to look at them. Perhaps one of the Bible character you mentioned is in our subject today. Um, now, those that raised up their hands, they are not raising up their hands again. Praise the Lord. They just know they were favored. They don't know the story behind the favor. If you don't know it, we will help you. This is not just, we are not scrutinizing. Where are those who mentioned their name? Pastor Kola will come last, so let's see. Okay, let's give, just give them the mic random. Who did you mention? Can you just, if you don't, if you don't know it, just let us know. We'll, I mentioned Ruth. You mentioned Ruth. Can yeah. you tell us how Ruth was favored? Okay, um, her husband died, and then she, um, her husband's brother also died. Then she was left with her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law. But then the sister-in-law left. But then she agreed to stay with the mother-in-law. Then later on, um, she moved back to the, with mother-in-law and she found favor with um, Boaz. Exactly, yes. Praise the Lord. Please, let's, let's appreciate her. Let's appreciate her very well. Amen. Now, this is very key because we just want to look at this Bible character. Some of them are already here. In fact, uh, Ruth is part of those who want to look at this sibling. Any other person who mentioned somebody else? Yes. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mentioned Joseph. Um, he practically, I think he practically lived from prison to prison. He was sold into slavery. And then because of Potiphar's wife, he went back to prison. And then he was favored through his dreams. So he ended up being prime minister. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her as well. Amen. Uh, well, as a matter of fact as well, Joseph is also part of the character we want to look at this evening. Now, I'm just going to take those two as we go on, and we're just going to look, because they've spoken about how they were favored, and we're also going to look at those two. Let's hear from the other, the other three, because some of them have some of those characters as well. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we talked about um, Daniel. Daniel was favored because he was selected by um, um, the queen mother said that Daniel had an excellent spirit and he was able to interpret dreams. Yes. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her as well. Somebody please help me celebrate her very well. Amen. All right, Minister Kualab, you did mention someone. You mentioned David, I believe. Okay, let's hear you, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, David became favored when he uh, took the courage to face Goliath. You know, sometimes favor doesn't come by just being uh, too obedient and is chasing. They say, well, what, what do you, you think we are here for jokes and all that? So sometimes favor can also come through uh, being bold you know, to face challenges. He became favored from that moment and was a Praise the game Lord. changer. Hallelujah. Please help me celebrate Mr. Malab as well. There's one more person. Let's just take that person and then we move. I think it's Sister Francisca. Okay, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mentioned Abigail. Abigail had a crude husband. When David had a problem and um, he needed uh, some help from him for his men and he sent um, some of his men to Abigail's husband, can't remember his name now, and uh, he refused to render help to David, and rather he, he spoke ill of David. 
And uh, David got the news and got upset and was planning to waste the entire family. But on his way there, Abigail quickly ran to David and uh, pacified pleaded, pacified David. And for that, David forgave uh, the family because of Abigail. And I think later he married Abigail. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her. Please help me celebrate Sister Francisca. Hallelujah. Yes, let's have Pastor Kola. Pastor Kola, you did mention Esther, I believe. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Esther was favored by the eunuch, whereby before you come into the presence of the king, so he prepared her for that experience. And truly, when she came into the presence of the king, she was favored. So out of all the women in the presence of the king, again, she was favored. And there was another time whereby when you come into the presence of the king, if the king does not accept you, that means you'll be killed. But when she came into the presence of the king, the king accepted her and the king asked for whatever she wanted. So in that case, she was highly favored. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Pastor Kola as well. Glory be to the Lord. Now, I needed to write the three key parts down. Um, so um, I'm just going to change the way it's going to work. So I'm not going to follow it chronically. So we're just going to identify it. And then we're going to see each of the Bible characters, how they best fit each of these ways that we can position ourselves to be favored of the Lord. Number one, you must position yourself. If you want to write that down, you can. Number two, you must ask or pray for favor. Number two, you must ask or pray for favor. Number three, I wrote there, you must be able to identify your gift. Because the Bible says, our gift, your gift, the gift of a man will do what? Will make a way or make a room for him. I said number one, what is the first one? You must position yourself. Number two, you must pray or ask for favor. Number three, you must do what? You must identify your gift or your talent. So we're just going to take those three, um, those Bible characters randomly, and we're going to see how each of these applies to them. And we're going to try as much as possible to see how it also applies to us as individuals or how they can apply to us in our everyday lives. Praise the Lord, okay? Now, let's look at Ruth num um, chapter 3 and verse 2. You see, when we say Ruth was favored, there are some things that we can do to also position ourselves. And the Bible says in Ruth chapter 3 and verse 2, the Bible says, Now, Boaz, whose young women were with him, um, if you can give us from verse 1. Naomi was the one, give us from verse 1 first. Now, this is the mother-in-law advising her what to do. If you don't know who to advise you, you may just be doing the wrong thing and you'll be saying things are not working well for you. The Bible says, Naomi said to, um, um, then Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Verse 2, let's be fast with that. Now, Boaz, whose young woman were with you, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Give us the next verse. 
In verse 3, the Bible says, Therefore, wash yourself and do what? Anoint yourself. Put on your worst garment. Your what? Your best garment. And do what? And go down to where? The threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Now, please help me here. If Boaz, if um, Ruth doesn't go there, will she have been favored by Boaz? Now, let me, we'll come back to this verse 3. But multimedia, help us verse 10 and verse 11. Let's look at how she was now favored. Now, this is where we know that Ruth was very much favored because God favored her. The Bible says, now, when, 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 when they met Ruth then, the Bible says, and he said to her, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. Give us the next verse. In verse 11, this is where the favor was described. He says, and now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you how many of your requests? How many of your requests? Now, please help me. Was Ruth the only woman at the threshing floor? Was she the only woman at the threshing floor? In fact, there were many women at the threshing floor. At that point, only women did threshing. They were the one that carries it and do the threshing. The men would do the, the harder one, but they just come and thresh the floor. So they had many women. But the Bible says, and Boaz said to her, my daughter, do not fear, for I will do all that you request for all the people of my town. Did I get that? For all the people of my town, know that you are a virtuous word, virtuous woman. Was she favored or not? Please help me, was she favored or not? Now, did, he, did she have to do something to receive this favor? Did she have to do something? Was there a responsibility she had to play? Now, if there was, what were the responsibilities? Multimedia, don't show us verse 3. What were the things that she did before she could have been favored? She positioned herself. But how did she position herself? You want to say something? Now, how did she position herself to be favored? Was she favored? Yes. Yes, you want to say something? She wore her best garments like Naomi told her to. She wore her best garments like Naomi told her to. Now, multimedia, help us that verse 3 so that we'll see what she did. So it's not enough to say God will favor me. We also know that we need to pray. We'll look at the aspects of prayer as well. But you need to do some things. Now, listen, the Bible says, wash yourself, anoint yourself, and put on your what? Your best garment. Some of us, it may not be clothing. It may just be your best attitude that you just need to wear. It may just be your best smile for that day. In fact, it may just be your best clothes for that day that will make somebody listen to you. Are we, are we, do we understand now? Bible says, and said, it may just be you getting someone to advise you. If she didn't have somebody to advise her, would she have gotten this job or this blessing? Some of us, all we need to do is to show us someone that have to do, show us someone that need to show us how to do what we're doing. 
On Monday specifically, God favored me in an aspect. There was something, there's something I used to do and I'm doing at the moment that in, in doing it, there is a way I do it. It, may, it takes me, I labor to do it. There's a, there's a method I use in doing that, what I'm doing, that takes me a lot of time to do. In fact, sometimes it can take me 30 minutes to do that single, singular thing. But the way God favored me this week, on Monday I had a meeting with someone and we're discussing and discussing and discussing and I was now sharing what I was doing and the person now said, oh, so you use this software to do it. I say, software. He said, yes. I said, I don't use any software. I use, I use my head. I do it from beginning. He said, how long does it take you? I said, sometimes I'm even fast. It takes me 30 to one hour self sometimes. The person said, there is a software I will give you. It will take you only one second to give you the results. I said, do you have a website such as that? She gave me the website. I installed it. What, I, what usually takes me 30 minutes to do? The, the software is, a, is, is an AI software. It will run it at best one minute. It will give me the results that I use one hour to search for. So you see how God can favor you. Maybe just in a conversation, the way you carry yourself, but you must that your leg, you must take it somewhere, shall I praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says, and Bible says, and Naomi tell Ruth to go to the threshing floor. Sometimes you and I don't know where to position ourselves to be favored. There may be people you need to speak to, people ahead of us that know the way. They say, if you don't, we should follow, how do we put it? Follow who know follow who no road. If you don't know road, please follow who no road. And don't please follow the blind person. Praise the Lord. So we can see here that she was able to do all that her mother-in-law promised her. And now if she comes to church and gives testimony that this was the year that God favored her, and if she doesn't tell us what she did, you will just be pray, God, the God of Ruth, please favor me as well. The thing we should be praying for, that the God of Ruth should show us the road to also be what? To also be favored. Praise the name of the Lord. Please, let's appreciate all the contributors for this. Amen. Now, we mentioned three things. For this story, what best fits what Ruth did? Which of the first three points, which of the three points fit how Ruth received her favor? Anybody? Is it the first or the second? Which one? The first one, which was what? Positioning herself. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. So there is a way we can position ourselves that can truly give us the testimony that we require. Um, let's also look at Esther chapter 2 and in verse 9. Esther chapter 2 and verse 9. Now remember we know that Esther was favored. Is that Esther 2 verse 9? Okay, that's Esther 2 verse 9. Now let's read almost the same thing. The Bible says, Now the young women pleased him, and she obtained his favor. So, okay, let me read that again, please. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor, so he readily gave beauty preparations to her, besides her allowances. Then seven choice Maid servants were provided for her from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maid servants to the best place in the house of the woman. So, this is one way as well. Remember, one of the things that Esther did was most of what her uncle told her. Remember the name of the uncle? Who can remember the name? Mordecai. So, we must take 
very seriously. I think last week we also mentioned the, 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 the importance of having mentors in our lives. You need a mentor in your life. Whether you're a student, whether you're a career person, you must find one person you can talk to regarding something in your life. If you don't have one, at some point in my life, I did not take it so seriously. But as you grow in life, you will know that thing they call find yourself a mentor is very important. Even if it's find who you says to. In fact, when people see that you have desire for something, people are hurt. If you find somebody with mistakes as far as your choice of course may be concerned, but that may not be the end. You may find somebody that will mentor you later on in future. You can see the case of Esther, the case of Ruth. They all had people that mentored them. Go and take your what? Your bath. Put on the best clothes. Sometimes it may not the, the times you there are times you may not need to wear your best clothes. And you may wear your best clothes where you don't need it. And the time you should put on your best clothes, you are not putting on your best clothes. May the Lord have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. Now let's look at another character as we as we go on. Now, can multimedia help us? Let's look at um, Genesis chapter 40 and verse 14. Genesis chapter 40 and verse 14. Let's quickly look at this Genesis 40 and verse 14. If you can help us, let's start from verse 13. Now, this was Joseph interpreting the dream, one of the dreams of those that he met in prison. And verse 13, the Bible says, this is one of the dreams he interpreted. It says, now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in your hands according to the former manner when you were a butler. Read next verse. Verse 14, he then said to this person who has found his own favor and said, but remember me when it is well with you and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of these house. Praise the Lord. Now, if you remember the story, the Bible tells us that this butler forgot about Joseph. But a time came when the king's dream had to be interpreted. Who recommended Joseph again? This same butler was the one that said, oh my master, I remember there was a man when I was in prison that interpreted a very difficult dream. In fact, me being restored to this position, he was the one that interpreted the dream. And the scripture tells us that Joseph then on received favor. He never went back to prison immediately after that. He had been going from one prison to another. Immediately after this, it was an upward ascendancy for Joseph. Now, the Bible said, and Joseph asked the butler, remember me when you get there. Was Joseph favored or not? I said, was Joseph favored or not? But do we have a story behind that favor? You know you can do something for someone and you don't ask the person for any favor. That must stop from henceforth. You must position yourself or you must do something or you must be able to sell yourself, even if it is to beg the person. You must also demand and ask for favor. Bible says, and Joseph said to him, remember me when it is well with you. Was he remembered or not? Yes, he was. So we can see and we can read, oh, Joseph was favored. But what did he do? This was part of what Joseph did for him to align himself in the place 
place of favor. Now we said three things. Which of this category falls within what Joseph did to receive favor? He did what? Now, let me see your hand. I think there are more than one option here. So let's see your hand. You said what? Somebody said identify his gifts. Does anybody resonate with that? Let me see those who resonate with to identify with gifts. Praise the Lord. And any other person, what else can we say? He did what? He asked for favor. Remember, that was point number what? With point number two is exactly what? Can you say it? No. Ask or pray for favor. Okay? So, Joseph, I think both of them... Both of them fit into it. Number one, he had a gift that he was able to sell. And number two, he also did what? Asked for favor. Now, let's make it interactive. Which way, what other way in life can we ask for favor in whatever we do? Can somebody just help us? Let's just make it more practical now. That in life, there's a way you can, you know, you know we can be in this church. There are people who are always timid. You can't ask anybody for favor. You know that. Favor will come and favor will go. Favor can come and favor will go. And you must know that we must be able to position ourselves and ask. There are people who you do things for. You may be a work that you do. You may be a work that you do for someone. Somebody just say, please help me deliver this iPad to Mr. So, 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 so. And then you go there, you deliver it. And then you see, you enter the person's house, you see, or person's office, and you see that whatever they are doing there, there is something or a capacity you can do. Don't stop there. If you do something, you can also tell the person, I came to deliver this iPad, but sir, beyond delivering iPad, I can do other things. You must be able to also ask for something. I'm asking for, you know, just ask for favor in regards to wherever your gift also lies. Praise the Lord. Let's listen to Minister Kuala. Please appreciate him before he says anything. Amen. Is somebody blessed already this evening? So beyond having or in the season where God is releasing or the year of Lord's favor, we must understand that we also have responsibility to play. There is something the marketers or companies do. They go around the street sometimes and they give free products. And you think sometimes, why would you waste your time roaming the street, play music, giving? Sometimes they just want to give you those things free of charge. So you go eat them. And then get the taste, and later you'll be able to recommend. They, in fact, they won't tell you, please buy from us. They just give you free. We are sharing this in free of charge. When Joseph was interpreting the dream for the other prisoner or the butler, he didn't ask for anything. He just told him. And sometimes we have gifts. And because you're always, money, you're always putting money, you're always afraid. If I teach them this thing, they are going to learn it, and then I'll become, uh, I'll, I'll become broke or something. But you've not even got the money to start to becoming broke. So we need to be able to come out first. Joseph had to come out through that butler, gave that interpretation free of charge. He didn't place any embargo on it. And later he said, when you go there, please remember me. It takes wisdom to do that. So one way to attract people also is to give out you know, what you have, if you don't come out to give it out, sometimes people just don't know how much you can give because you've not had opportunity to, because every time you want to put it out, you say it's for 200,000. And nobody's buying because nobody wants to buy something they have not uh, had a fee. Thank you. Praise the Lord. 
please help me celebrate him as well. Just to give flesh to what he's saying. What he's saying is, you will have gifts. If you have a gift, there are sometimes one of the ways to sell your gift is to first advertise it. It's not every time you demand of your gift. Sometimes you may just have to give free services to be able to show that you can do something. For instance, there is a young man in my, in my organization. He needed a new role, but there was no opening for that role. So what he did was he went to those in the department. Every time, especially when he goes for a weekend work, he will go to those who, the same place that they said there is no role, he will go there and he will be telling them, he will be helping them to do part of their work. Sometimes they may just have one person around over the weekend for a job that requires two or three people. He will go there, he's helping them pick call, as he's helping them to pick the call, he's helping them, he's also helping the guy as much as he can assist. Does he have a gift or not? He has his gift. Is he selling his gift at that point? No. But he's using the same gift to advertise himself. The same way he's advertising himself, he can, he's also telling the people there, please, if there is role here, please remember me, I can fit this role. It didn't take long for the news of him doing or helping people in that, in that department for free to go up to those people that really matters. And when they looked for someone, his name was the very first. So like Minister Palab just said, sometimes for you to be favored, you must understand wisdom is profitable. That you do some things, people can say you are doing this thing for free, you are you mumu, but you know that you are only advertising yourself within that concept. There are places you need to advertise yourself. There are places you also need to stay quiet as well. That you get to a place where people that matters will know your gift and will be able to favor you. Please do well as much as you can to advertise yourself. The Bible says even Ruth had to bath well, take her bath, and position herself in such a way that she advertised herself before Boaz and she found favor. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Please help me celebrate, Minister. My love, God bless you. Amen. Do we have a hand there? Okay, please let's um, celebrate Minister Momo just before he says anything. Like I said, is somebody being blessed this evening? So this season, God is opening doors, but in those doors we will truly be all partakers in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, when I was looking at these three things, I mean, one word uh, keeps coming to my mind, that is qualification. You know, sometimes we need to be qualified before we can easily... It's, it's easier for us to position ourselves properly when we are qualified and we can really ask for help. Like um, uh, the story of the thieves on the cross. You know, when Jesus was uh, being crucified, the one was saying, was trying to mock our Lord. And the other guy said, even we, that we shut up, we are called, we were thieves. That this man is not a thief. You know, he has done nothing wrong. But he went ahead to say, having said that, he now said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He asked for favor. Just by, I mean, having a feeling that, he, okay, you are spoken against the other, the other thief on the cross. So probably he remembers who Jesus is. He was seeking for favor. At that time, he has lost it on the earth. But he believed that Jesus Christ is going to heaven and the Son of God. The Bible didn't tell us how that story went. But he said, Lord, remember me where you come into the kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I said to you, today 
he will be with me in paradise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please help me celebrate Minister Momor again. So like you said, you see, he was favored. That's a very good example. You may just be this point, just this close to just being humble enough to ask the person beside you. If he had missed that opportunity to open his mouth and ask for favor, will he have received it? He may have not have received it. God will give us direction in Jesus' name. All right, let's look at Esther chapter 4. Let's see something quickly in verse 11. Let's look at which of these three again we can qualify as one of these. The story we know very well. And it was, it happened that um, the whole, the Jews was, were expected to be, um, to be killed by, by the plot that was made against them. And the Bible tells us in Esther chapter 4 verse 11. Now they have sent words to Esther to say to her, you are our only hope. Remember what we said when we talk about the 50 years experience of waiting. Something that just make you, you just have to wait. And you know that wait will cost you something. Except the Lord's favor come upon you and bridges that weight. You may just lose something very significant. The Bible says when they spoke to Esther, look, these people want to kill us. You need to go and meet the king and tell the king to stop this action. And Esther told Mordecai, you know it is not possible. And he said to, Let's read, let, let me read to your hearing. The Bible says, all the king's servants and the people of the king's province, they all know that any man or any woman who goes into the inner court to, to the king who has not been called, he has, he has but one law put all to what? To death. Except the one to whom the king holds out his golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these days. How many days? Please help me. How many days? So before Esther will see the king, will take her how many days? Now, does that look like what we spoke about on Sunday? So she had to wait for 50, 30 days. And within these 30 days, the law had been made, the decree had been made, the whole Jews will be wiped away. So except God's favor comes now to her, this will not happen. And so will she have to wait for 30 days? She had to wait for 30 days. And so she sent word to Mordecai and said, look, you know how this thing goes. The next appointment is in 30 days. And it's not going to take 30 days, maybe the next 10 days. The whole the, the decree has to be enforced. So must she wait for 30 days? The only thing that can help us, help her rather, is that the Lord have favor upon her. Now let's look at what she did. Let's go to verse 16. In verse 16, the Bible says, and... Esther sent words and said, Go, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night and day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king which is against the law, and if I perish, I do what? If I perish, I do what? But what was the end of the story? Did she perish? I said, did she perish? What helped her? Was she favored or not? Was she favored or not? Now, of the three that we have mentioned, of the three points, which one speaks best to this story of Esther? Let me hear you. I can't... What was what's that point? We must... Number two, which says what? 
we should ask or do what or pray for favor. Sometimes you just have to ask God, Lord, have mercy on me. Something that may be difficult in that time, within that period, you just have to find someone to pray along with you. In this case, Esther knew that only her by herself, she did not have the willpower. She had to call everybody that was involved. In this matter, God does have to have mercy upon us. It is a year God is releasing his favor, but the way we are looking at it, if these 30 days doesn't pass, nothing will happen. Somebody just have to pray along with us. Somebody just have to pray along with me. If nobody prays, we are going to remain the way we are. And so point number two tells us we must pray or do what? Or we ask for that favor. Hallelujah. Amen. I say amen. Now let's look at the third point just before as we begin to bring this to a close. Amen. Now let's read Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29. Proverbs 22 and verse 29. Now I'm just going to throw this open. The Bible says, do you see a man that excels in his work, he will stand before kings and he will not stand before unknown men. Now, who is skilled in his what? Who is skilled in his work? Please help me. Who is skilled in his what? In his works. Now, is everybody skilled in his works? This work that you are doing, you are the best in it. Is everybody in that position now? Is everybody in that position now? But do you have something that you can do? I said, do you have something you can do? But the Bible says that you will see a man. Have you seen somebody that they need to, let's just assume they need, you, you, you need to sew a cloth, for instance. And everybody, once you want to sew a cloth, they say, oh, if it's not so-so-so um, person, I'm not sewing my cloth. If only so-so-so person will sew my clothes. And most of the times, what we just say, ah, this person, he has connection or he's favored. Is that correct? We just say he has connection. He has, you know his uncle. They are all rich in their own house, so they bring customers to him. But have you taken time to see how the person sews his own clothes? Have you seen that the person sews and puts excellence in what he does? And that is why Grace Assembly also teaches us excellence. That a time will come that what you do must be able to measure up that people come to your call. So you may not, we may, if, if people are not coming or attentions are not being drawn to us, it's another indication that we must know that maybe there is a skill that we may have to just get, acquire. It may be something you just have to get for yourself. Oh, I'm always applying for this job, but I'm not being called. Maybe there's an additional skill that you just have to add to it. The more you add it, the more doors open to you. All you will do that God favored me, but not knowing that there's just one skill that you added more. I think I mentioned this on the other Wednesday about somebody in my office that just added one more skill to his CV. Just one more skill to his CV. Only one more skill. He just found the skill. He added this. He just added that singular skill to his CV. And I remember that time. He 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 he. he there was a job opening somewhere. He put it on his WhatsApp status, and he put the, he put it on his WhatsApp. He copied it from somewhere. Put it on his WhatsApp status for everybody to see. And then he now, when he now finished that skill, he also applied for the job. Of all those who applied for the job, he was the only one that was favored. We can see, oh, he was favored, but if he didn't have that one more skill, will he have been qualified for the job? Absolutely not. 
So you have to leave here this evening. Please think again. Is there something else you need to add to what you are doing that will well position us? You may be a Joseph of your time, but you know there's a way you can interpret dreams. Nobody will come for you to interpret dreams. I saw the dream. What's the meaning of the dream? You, this dream that you would, this night you will die, sir, because I'm a dream interpreter. I've been interpreting dreams, and this night you will die. Nothing you can do, you will what? You will die. Does he have a gift to interpret dreams? Does he have a gift to interpret dreams? But tell me, tomorrow will somebody else go to, for him to interpret dreams? But there's somebody else that can interpret the same dream and give you a soft landing. And in fact, the person will be saying, oh, will I die this night? Yes, you will die this night according to the word of the Lord. But if you can give your life to Christ before God calls you whatsoever. Remember, even Joseph, when he interpreted the dream, there were two people. One, he passed death judgment to him. The other person, he passed the what? A successful judgment. But in all that we do, the most important thing we must understand that we must add skill to whatever we do. Only then we may have to position ourselves better. Somebody give God praise for the studies this evening. The Lord bless everyone. Does anybody have any last contribution just as we begin to draw a curtain to this evening's teaching? If you have any last contribution or question you may just want to ask as you bring this teaching to a close this evening. As we've considered this evening how to well position ourselves. Amen. Please help me celebrate Pastor Kola as, he, as we hear his contribution. This contribution is not from the Bible. It's not so, from the Bible. From praise the Bible. Lord. So there's a disclaimer before Pastor Kola speaks. Alright. Uh, somebody told me this story about, you know those people that sell drugs in the bus. So there was one day they were rushing into the bus. The man was seated already. And I think somebody stepped on him and started arguing and fighting with everybody. The bus was still packed. It was a long trip. And when the bus was filled up, they were now about to move. So he now got up and wanted to say, you know, normally they say the prayer before they start selling their product. As he was about to say the prayer, everybody just shouted on him to sit down. And they were not interested in him because... He was fighting with somebody earlier on. But where I'm going is that there was another trip whereby the same, well, different person selling the same drug. This was at, at a seminar I went to and the man was telling us the story. Now the man came, sat down, well-dressed, with a smile on his face. And as soon as the boss started going, he said, let's pray. So people prayed with him and after about 30 minutes he now started selling his product and people started buying his product so what I'm trying to say is again, is how you present yourself you have to be nice dress properly a smile on your face and you surely sell yourself praise the Lord Hallelujah. praise the Lord, please help me celebrate Pastor Kola again what, which of the points suit that story that he has given. Come again. Positioning yourself. So, in all what he has said, sometimes you just have to position yourself. Positioning doesn't mean going to stay somewhere all the time. Somehow you have to position yourself. Maybe the way you dress. Maybe the way you speak. Someone once said, for every time you open your mouth to speak, 
uh, my boss will always say it, for every time you have a chance to speak, you are not just speaking. You are about to sell yourself, so be mindful of the next thing that you will say. You may not have all the opportunities all the time. Opportunity, they say sometimes, knock just but what? Just once. But God will give us a second chance. And if he does, the moment you are ready to speak, sometimes you may not have opportunity to, to, to present anything. Let me give you a case in point. There is a solution we want to buy at this point, a solution for one of our needs. And then they call some vendors to come and pitch and all the rest. And one of the vendors, on one day, they asked him, do you have a presentation to make? And he said, oh, I forgot. Sorry, I have a presentation to make, but just hold on while I prepare for the presentation. Uh, my laptop is having issues. Let me just launch it and all the rest. It was a Zoom call. Do you know the man that was to make the decision? Do you know what he did? Immediately he heard that he left the meeting. He never attended. So this young man was speaking and the decision maker have left. In his mind, how do you come and you are struggling to make your presentation? You only have one chance sometimes to just sell yourself. And the person will go and say, today there's no business. I don't know why God is not favoring me. The same the business when the next person came, before the meeting, before they even came, you know how you joined a virtual meeting, the person's presentations were already up. So sometimes you don't blame God for everything. Sometimes it is just our responsibilities that we are not taken seriously. And that's why in this season where God is opening the windows of favor, we must know, we must key in ourselves to be able to align ourselves to receive utterly. And as we do so, the Lord will truly bless us in Jesus' name. If you've been blessed, why don't you celebrate God this evening? Celebrate God this evening truly. Amen. All right, let, Pastor Yomi has a word for us. Not a lot. I just want you to please go through those points again. Just go through them. What are the things? Because what I've heard from you, on one hand, you spoke to us in the spiritual context. All right? And even if things that are physical first manifest from the spiritual, you have now given us the physical context. Because some people will have given just the spiritual. You told us about Jubilee, the importance of Jubilee, how we can, uh, what it means to us and all of that. But you have now given it a context of in the physical that as much as God wants to bless us and says it's our jubilee, we also have a responsibility. So I just feel that for you to recap well, can you just give us one, two, three, four, five, you know, those things so that it can stay with us. If I didn't hear anything at all this evening, let me hear that. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, that's a good concept. And that is why we gather, especially on Wednesdays, to really break it down. Number one, we said, as much as God is ready to bless us, it's acceptable year of the Lord. It's a season where we're going to have the instant experience. We said, we have our own responsibility as well. And that is what we have studied this evening. Now, we gave a lot of Bible characters. You remember we said, let's even mention them. And as God will have it, most of the ones we mentioned were also captured in what God wanted to tell us this evening. And then we said there are three things or three ways, but this is not all. You can also identify your own way, but if we can understand these three, the better for us. Number one, we said you must 
Position yourself. Can we say that together? Position yourself. You must do what? Position yourself. In that we said that we gave illustrations in scripture that shows how we had mentors in the person of um, what was Naomi was a mentor to who was a mentor to Ruth we also saw how Mordecai was also a mentor to who to Esther and we said if you don't know how to position yourself at least find someone that will show you the way sometimes what you are doing that is not doing well not that you are not doing it well you are not doing or following the right direction in positioning ourselves we said you must be able to present yourself very well as well you must not be casual all the time you must position yourself in whatever you are doing that will also capture you out of the crowd as far as roots were concerned we said she was not the only woman that went to the threshing mill there were many but she was singled out of the lot and the same way in our lives we are not the only one running every any race you are running we are more than one person at a time but the more we position ourselves the more god um, the more we position ourselves the more people see us remember we said in the beginning about jesus and he obtained favor before who before God and amongst men. So those two, you can't take that away. God is ready to favor us. But that same favor, we must also be able to get it from men. Number two, we also said you must ask and do what? And pray for favor. Can we read that? We must what? Ask and what? Or pray for favor. We had examples about that. The example of Joseph that he told the butler, when you go and you are favored, remember me in this prison. So we must also have that demand from people that you know that can favor you. You must ask and ask people that can favor you. And sometimes we said it may be beyond us sometimes. Where you don't have the ability, you've asked all you can ask. And sometimes it must just be that you have to call brethren to pray for you. God is still in the, uh, in the business of answering those prayers. And one of those, um, one of those examples where people were called together was the case of Esther, where she had a waiting period of 30 days. But what she could have waited for for 30 days, it took three days of prayer and fasting for those doors to be opened. And so we said, if you also commit yourself to prayer where you can pray, and to walk in when you can walk, God will always do that for us. Amen. And remember, we say you, can, you should pray or you should ask. Remember, you pray to God and you can ask men. So both ways it applies. You pray to God for favor and you demand of men for the same favor. Amen. And number three, can we read number three together? You must identify your gift and your talent. And we said sometimes talents and gifts may not just be enough. If it requires refining, please refine it. If it requires positioning that talent, please position it. Minister Kualab added something beautiful. He said, it is not all the time you demand a gift or you demand monetary value for that gift. You may sometimes just have to work for people for free just to showcase your gift. In that showcasing, the people who God has positioned to take you to the height where you require will always find you. And as you do so, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Just for reckoning, let's read the three points together as we just wrap this up. Number one, let's read together. You must position yourself. Number two, you must ask 
and pray for favor. Number three, you must identify your gift or your talent. Praise the Lord. I want to believe we've done justice to it. Let's just appreciate God for what the Lord has helped us to accomplish this evening. Amen. Just as we close, why don't you just bow your heads in prayer just for a minute and ask the Lord for favor roundabout. I don't know how you want to pray that prayer, but just pray that simple prayer, just one sentence prayer. Lord, give me favor roundabout. This is not just favor in one direction. God can give you favor roundabout. Based on this, I will do all that is within me to do. But I ask from heaven that there shall be favor on me roundabout as you've done so and pray. And so our prayers are answered in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, let's celebrate God for this evening. For the word of this evening, the Lord be praised in Jesus' name.